and a, a book by Claudia Cher and Tim Federale. And if I saw- <laughs> it kind of sounded like you said Frida Lay. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm actually crying. Dead. Okay, well, if that's not how you say anyone's name, I once again apologize. Please do not sue me. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your little brother's school production of Once on this Island Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing underrated shows. Woo! Pew, 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 pew! Rachel, let's talk underrated shows. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm I think I I think we're both equally as excited for this episode. I'm a little nervous and I'm excited all at once. We got the tingles. We got the tingles. That's all I'm gonna say. The little theater tingles. Yeah. In this episode, we will be discussing um, a show, musicals, plays, whatever that we feel are deeply spiritually underrated. <laughs> yes, exactly. That we feel that just didn't, doesn't get enough attention or like just didn't get enough time in the spotlight or that we just hold so near and dear to our hearts and feel everyone should in order for us to sleep well at night. So, yeah. So before we dive into our, you know, underrated shows, um, Tell me, Rachel, in your opinion, what constitutes something to be underrated? Yeah, this is a really, really good question. And as I created a list that is way longer than we'll have time to discuss today, I found out Taylor has a longer list than me. Um, I think some themes emerged. And number one would be that it wasn't popular when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um. Potentially still not popular. So not always in mainstream culture, or maybe it has been integrated now, but originally these things probably didn't really get a lot of attention at the time or the intention that it maybe has now. I think that's something that includes that underrated includes. I also think another really niche point is that a lot of underrated shows are used as small sound bites or like jokes in other like shows or yeah. in other pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sometimes how I find out about underrated shows. 
Yeah. What about you, Taylor? What do you think is underrated? What underrated might mean in this? Well, those are two really good points. I definitely think like mainstream is definitely like, you know, something like Lion King or Chicago, like we've referenced these shows in the past. These aren't going to be underrated because everyone yeah. knows what these right. shows are. Hamilton, whatever. Um, the definition of underrated to begin with is not rated or valued highly enough at all so Hello. something that people maybe underestimate a little bit mm, that's um, good. you know me being the youngest and third child <laughs> I kind of know a thing about being underestimated just a little bit just a little <laughs> bit uh, shout out to all those youngest siblings out there uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's just something. And also, at least for me, it's always that like little gem in like a sea of, you know, where a sea of all these musicals or plays. It's just like that little gem that's like shining through and it's like, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Here I am. And <laughs> it's just like that little thing. And then you, you when you find it, you like latch onto it and you're like, oh, wow, this is like a warm blanket. And yeah, so that's, that's yeah. what I think. I think one last thing about underrated shows is that there's this weird, it's, it's maybe like, um, it's maybe like cult classics yeah. in some ways yeah. where uh, there's now this gravitation to obsess over it. Like it, or it allow it lends itself to obsessiveness um, in a way that maybe I wasn't quite feeling about other shows or don't feel about other shows but because it's underrated and you found it because it's, it doesn't get a lot of like you're like how did it take me so long to find the show or why is no one talking about it then we it lends itself in some way to like be over consumed by us right yeah. in a way that we like then we're like why then of course we're once again saying why is no one listening to it because we are so immersed yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. and I think also lastly is that it's when you find someone who also loves that show or thing as, as much as you love it, you just like gravitate towards that. You're like, okay, I know yeah. you have, we have the same taste so you can, we can be friends. Yes. <laughs> it's basically and actually I mean. that's why Taylor and I are friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're foundation of our friendship in your ears. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So now that we've discussed about what underrated really means for, you know, underrated can also go into um, other spaces of pop culture. Of course, there's yeah. the cult classic movie. That's usually a movie term, you know, underrated, you know, books, if you're on that bookstagram. Um, but book TikTok, hello. Oh, or, or book TikTok. I'm not a TikToker. I don't know about all you Gen Zers out there, but. <laughs> so Taylor, tell me what your first underrated show is. So I do want to preface before we jump <laughs> right into it and dive in. Rachel and I actually didn't discuss too much beforehand. So we may have the same shows. Oh yeah. Um, which is exciting. We'll just talk about them together, which is so fun um, Yay. my first show is a little gem by some people that we have talked about already on the show super Ooh. it's such a great oh it's such a great musical i have watched it on youtube i did not get to see it live <laughs> in person but it is dogfight 
by um, Pesek and Paul. Yeah. You have this on your list? No, I didn't. Ooh, okay. So Dogfight um, is a musical with music and lyrics, like I said, written by Pesek and Paul with a book by Peter Duchin. I hope that's right. It's based off of the 1991 film. And honestly, the premise is a little like a little sketchy because it's about <laughs> these guys that are going off to war and um, to go to Vietnam. And the night before they leave um, to go to um, de- deport out to war, they do this thing called, I guess maybe it was popular at the time. I don't know. I wasn't alive during this time. And they do this thing called a dog fight where they basically put in all their money into a pot and say, whoever can bring the ugliest girl to the party wins um, all the money. Yeah. And, you know, hijinks ensue. And <laughs> in various uh, ways. Yes. And again, this is one of those things and i think that's one of the reasons why another reason why this is underrated i mean uh, among the score being amazing and the lyrics being amazing and just like the overall story just connecting so well to a musical that's another thing when you're taking something that's a film and connecting it to a show it's like does this have any reason to be a musical this actually i think works so well as a stage adaptation it's just so good um but it's one of those things of like does this story like does this story like need to be told and like why does it need to be told and it's just it's they do it so the way the story all blends together and again this is an adaptation so they may have taken this from the original source material but the way it's all blended together and then Pesek and Paul again writing things writing Killing it. songs like pretty funny songs like um nothing short of wonderful songs like take yeah. me or come back I mean these songs are just like so if you know the show they're like so iconic and um seeing a rise really in the stars of Derek Klena and Lindsay Mendez. I mean, and then you also yeah. have like Annalie Ashford in the show. I was going to say you have some big stars in the show or like this is, I mean, potentially before they're big stars, but still, I mean, yeah. lots of people. Yeah. Annalie Ashford also, this would have been uh, post, after Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, but pre like Ryan Murphy. yeah yeah honestly this this show is so i i have not seen the movie so cannot speak about its original source material here but the songs are absolutely so good and i think we mentioned i think we mentioned during the um the dynamic duos Mm -hmm. one that um i ended up listening to this post dear evan hansen coming out or post, um, yeah, maybe, maybe post Christmas story coming out. Yeah. Um, and then thinking about other people, um, and Derek, yeah, just, uh, we have someone that we know who's near and dear to us who loves Derek. (laughs) Shout out to that person. You know who you are. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) Um, it's also, I, I, I'm intrigued by your thought, Taylor, on, how like what's the importance of the story um or why why is the story told and yet still I agree that it is such a 
maybe that maybe that question is partly why it's so enticing to think through and to like like really you know get a hold of but I do think people don't talk about this people who are mainstream theater nerds Mm -hmm. even um you know maybe no pacing Paul from some from just Dear Evan Hansen or other things that they've written but I don't think a lot of people talk about dogfight and I don't I mean when I think about Lindsay I don't know I can't off the top of my head what was she in before this that I mean I knew um, like Godspell and this and then I mean she's been in Alphaba but I think Alphaba was even after dogfight I mean I really think that she I mean this was she was she specifically was nominated for three awards through Mm -hmm. this show and yet still I don't think we talk a lot about it for her I mean and then ended up you know winning um a tony award in carousel right right in 2018 so and also this show directed by joe mantello who people know from directing wicked and also doing a lot of other you know being in angels in america the original cast and just doing a lot of directing the boys in the band revival ah so good right and directing the movie so again i feel like this is a real like starting off point for pesek and paul but i think the fact that this was their starting off point and they did such incredible work just like starting off (laughs) is like you know i Absolutely. I think it's really interesting now that I'm looking at the productions that, you know, went to off-Broadway and then it was off-West End, but then it's traveled. I mean, you know, we've had regional theater production do it in Chicago and other places, and then it says Sydney, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, and Norway have all have adaptations of this. That is crazy Mm -hmm. that there are other places where this, and I, I, that this is more potentially put on than here obviously it never made a broadway run well and it kind of feels more like an american story because it's so strange yeah Yeah. it's so interesting yeah but the i think the emotions of the story are are universal and the and the themes of the story are the the cast is so stellar and the cast recording is just once again so stellar yeah totally agree totally Mm -hmm. dogfight's my first one hit me up with your first show Rachel what do you have for us yeah my first show is Starry the musical which is a musical about Van Gogh Taylor says oh my goodness (laughs) what is this about the evil character in the latest Suicide Squad movie anyone anyone know what I'm talking about anyone (laughs) I'm the wrong audience for that but other people correlation of versus James Gunn's Suicide Squad I don't know (laughs) There's an overlap, I think. There's an overlap. Stage makeup is definitely somewhere in there. Right. Bless them. Okay, so Starry the Musical. Um, I first want to explain... No, no. Yeah, I first want to explain how I came to know this musical. Right. So I came to know this musical about a year or year and a half ago for two reasons. One, I follow a lot of people on Twitter and get a lot of suggested posts on Twitter that related, especially at this time that related to musicals and someone had mentioned something and I like kind of glanced at it. Mm. But the real reason this is going to be the honest truth is that I was Googling the cast of Lizzie McGuire trying to figure out what they were up to. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy who plays Ethan from Lizzie McGuire is in the original show. 
Whoa. of starry and my mind was blown and I had a whole moment and I was unwell and for like three weeks uh I all I did was listen to starry the musical there's a semi-original recording on streaming platforms you can you can listen to it it's really great I still listen to it it is actually the story of Vincent Van Gogh essentially uh, adapted Whoa. Um, it was, it's been in development since 2017. There were talks that, and maybe continued talks of like how it's going to be staged and where mm-hmm. um, it was originally, I think one of the first points of contact it had was at 54 below. And then um, again, they did some kind of staging with the songs in LA uh, at Rockwell table and stage. Um, yeah. And then some, the album, I think hit the charts at some point uh, because it is so good. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, the book writer is Kelly Leanne D'Angelo who is from uh, Los Angeles and she's written some things. Not that I know of any of the things apparently she's written on my little pony Equestria girls. Good. I've never seen that one, (laughs) but and then the composer and lyricist is Matt Dehan Dehan. I'm once again, pronunciations, but he's from uh, the Berkeley College of Music. Um, but anyway, it is just such a good musical and um, spoiler alert, Vince Van Gogh kills himself. So because, you know, that happened in history. And so the way that this story unfolds is, you know, a collection of once again, it's a concept album that's released. So you don't see the full thing, but it it is it is an unfolding of Vincent van Gogh through the eyes also of his brother and Vincent being one of the, the main narrators as well. Mm. I really love the music. It is this weird, morbid beauty. First of all, who doesn't love Vincent van Gogh? So there's that, but we've really enjoyed thinking about van Gogh's descent into madness. If you've been to the, um, the van Gogh exhibit, that have been traveling around it talks about that too the like um, experience right yeah the experience yeah um which by the way they should just play the cast album it's fine but um while you're walking through the yeah while you're walking through i think it would be so awesome but i think there's something so distinctly beautiful for me in this show because it's right on the edge of sadness and despair and yet still somehow holding on to hope. Like the last song, Vincent has died. He's killed himself and you know that. And yet still the world moves on. Mm. And also it, it's just, it's beautiful. Anyway, I'm going to cry thinking about it. Cause I, I just really find myself needing a space where I can experience the heights and the low points right um and next to normal is such a big show like that and this kind of hits on similar points but in a different way like talking about art um Mm. and not once again ethan from (laughs) lizzie mcguire his name's play insider in real life (laughs) well also fun fact rachel as you were talking i was looking this up how it relates to my show i've already talked about yeah Derek clenna was the star of dogfight and dylan clenna plays theo van gogh i forgot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right it's true oh my gosh so i love that interwoven 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hopeful this will move somewhere. Um, like we'll move to be a fully staged production. I think, I really do think there was some momentum before the pandemic, um, happened to make that be a thing. And I've been now following them on Twitter and they seem to be moving, continuing to move things forward. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, uh, so I hope to see it in person someday. That's awesome. Wow. And you should listen to the music now, Tay. Oh my gosh. I totally will because I love, I love that. I love it so much. Um, my next one. Yes. I will say most of mine are musicals, um, that I have chosen, if not all of them, but the, (laughs) the next show that I will do, um, today is one (laughs) I have actually seen it in person. Um, it's it's a oh my gosh it's such a great show um, was produced on Broadway in 2016 and this is a bright star by uh, Steve Martin and Edie Brickell crying oh, BRB I was gonna put this on my list <laughs> this show is so good set in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina in 1945 wow. flashbacks to 1923 honestly uh, when I so I I love going into shows where I don't know anything. You know, Rachel and I have talked about this at length already a little bit. But I, I like what, the first time I saw Phantom. We talked about this in my in our Phantom episode. I went in completely blind. The first time I saw Bright Star, went in completely blind. Didn't know anything about that. I knew that Steve Martin had wrote it, um, written it, but uh, didn't know anything else besides that. Didn't know anything about the story. It is a wild ride. Um, in, in have a, you seen the had you seen the the tony awards where they performed i had seen the tony awards okay. yeah. uh, it was it was the same year again you know we'll talk about this probably throughout our show but it was the same year that hamilton came out so just a year where there was this mammoth giant of a show and this show kind of got like people knew about it because it was with the tony awards that hamilton were with but this show kind of got you know looked at you know under it was kind of under the radar and didn't really last very long on Broadway it only played 109 performances that's all it's crazy that's crazy crazy it opened on March 24th and and closed on June 26th so it didn't play for very long yeah Uh, and I think that's a real shame because it's such a good show it's so it's so so good and the music is honestly so beautiful honestly almost every song is like a banger and every song wait we'll pause one more time every song oh it's My so good favorite and i love singing in the car is the title song is bright star. oh bright star yeah. obviously bright yeah. star you're shining for me shine on. you're shining for me that's why there's a reprise at the end because yeah. we all know we want okay. to sing it but Asheville is great i mean um i had a vision is great i mean they're all Where did great. you say you had seen it, Tay? I, I saw it. it at um no, I don't know if I said it. I saw it at oh. the college that I at the university I went to. They did a production of it. And I also too, you know, when you see a cast that's different than the original cast, but it's just like that's the cast you latch on to. That cast was so incredible. Like the girl who played Alice was so good. 
and yeah it was just amazing and then the the couple who um alice and her husband is it i want to make sure is it billy billy yeah Mm -hmm. they the actors um were dating in real life and he (laughs) at the end of the last show he proposed to her oh my gosh i know i know too much i also saw this show staged um obviously after it had been performed at the tony awards i listened to I, I actually want to say that I think after the Tony Awards, I had listened to only a few of the songs. Um, I read the synopsis because unlike Tay, I do, you know, deep dive sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I then saw it staged, uh, I don't know, 2018. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. right. Um, at a local theater production um, or yeah, at a local theater and it was great it was so great and the the way the story like the way the book is written you don't get that obviously in the music and it was it was heavy and but it was also so good um and the person I went with had really no idea what they were going into and I did not warn them Mm. um but yeah every song off of this is a banger yeah Steve Martin really did so well I also agree that if this had been if this had come about at another time that wasn't the 2016 Tony Awards it would have been nominated for more it was only I think it was only nominated for five or six Mm -hmm. and obviously it didn't take home any Mm. um but I I do wonder Taylor if when we think about you know original original um musicals and their lack like how crazy it is that we had two new original musicals that were so different and that honestly this had the potential of making it big yeah um and i i think it i think it has a pretty good i don't know if local more a lot of local theater productions will do this but yeah it is just so good it's really so good it's such a good story and and it has a good ensemble which is why i think that would be it has yeah. the potential for that and also i do want to um, shout out make sure the character is actually jimmy ray who oh, good. also right during intermission my wife and i and kat were like what's good we were trying to figure out what was going to happen we were like i think this is going to happen i think and that's when you know like it's a good show when you're talking yeah. about during intermission yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, taylor i love that thank you for putting that on your list it deserves it deserves some credit <laughs> Thank you. What is your next one? My next one is why I made you start the podcast recording today. Um, Because you mentioned it in our pre-recording and I thought, oh no, my next one falls in this weird line of, is it a full musical? Unsure. Unsure. It is 36 questions. The musical, the podcast musical. The podcast musical. And not that we want you to go out and listen to any other podcasts besides ours, but, um, Mm. and you know, if you just, there's only three episodes of this, so you can do it. If you finish this episode, don't go like, don't jump and go right now, but like finish this one and then you can maybe go on and listen to that. If you're in a safe space, you can go on and listen to that because you need tissues (laughs) <laughs> and you need like four hours of your time. So if you're going on a road trip, that's what you should do. It's a 2017 podcast musical by Two Up Productions with music and lyrics by Chris Littler and Ellen Winter mm-hmm. um, with sound design by Joel Rayab. 
Okay, so the premise of the musical is that it is a husband and a wife who have some difficulties for reasons I will not explain because it's a spoiler, although you find out in maybe like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and then they're trying to reconnect because of said spoiler that I won't mention. And they do that whole 36 questions that lead to love thing. This was a huge thing. I don't know if it still is, but I remember we had to do a few of them as icebreakers for one of my stupid classes in college. And it was so embarrassing. Well, so it was a- my wife and I did them when we first started dating. And then thankfully, ah! because my wife is also massively obsessed with this musical. Thankfully, I did yes. know one that also is a theater nerd. So um, she... Uh, we recently on our on um, this past Valentine's Day, we actually did these questions again. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that, Taylor. That's awesome. It was fun. Okay, so yeah, so they reconnect over the 36 questions and you hear some of them go through the questions. So it is three acts, which I find lovely. Um, I love a good three act mm-hmm. musical and each of them are about 50 minutes. It is so good and um, it is very underrated in my opinion. Uh, and obviously the stars, Jonathan Groff and Jesse Shelton. Groff sauce. Groff sauce. We're here for Groff always, yeah. forever and always. And apparently in 2020, which I did not know until today, they did a YouTube cast recording. Mm-hmm. So I shall be doing, ask me what I'm doing later. That's what I'm doing. Right. Um, it's so good. Here's a few things to note. Number one, if you don't have time to listen to the musical all the way through, which is the three acts, 50 minutes, they have just the songs from the musical that you can listen to. So if you want to do that, but what is so awesome about this kind of media style is that you get to like experience a musical without having to look up a bootleg and without having to wait till it comes to your space or watch it on TV. Yeah. It is. Why don't we have more of these? They're saying no why live. Like, don't we have more of these? Yeah. Also, this is all, such a great premise for a musical. So great. And it is so well written considering you have no visuals. Yeah. Well, the whole time I was listening to it, I was picturing it on stage. I was like, absolutely. What can this look like, what can this look like? How would this look? I mean, there's really only like three people in it. So that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. It's so fascinating. Also, it did win an audio verse award in 2017 for best actor um, leading role for a new ongoing dramatic production with Groff winning that award. He deserves it. Groff deserves deserves all the love it's really great I mean I love this show I I love the show it's oh guys I just love it and who's talking about it who's talking about no besides you and Kat and I yeah just the three of us (laughs) Jonathan Groff come on people wouldn't you know he right he he set up well, Sue and Stephen Pasquale. That's this is literally how I ended up listening to the show, though, is that I was one day thinking to myself, what has Jonathan Groff been in? Frozen, Mindhunter. That's all we know. Well, I just met on Spotify. You know how you can click on people. And I, I was know, like, oh, and then also I've seen both of those, obviously. Yeah. Just because he's in it. Amazing. Anyway, I love that. it's so good so good that's mine 
Okay, Taylor, uh, I wanted what to is pause your here and let you guys know, of course, if you want to look up these shows or listen to any of these, we'll provide that in the show notes below so you guys can do your own deep dive on these shows as well. Or if you're like me and you need to watch it before you listen to it, go find a local uh, theater production in your area of any of these shows. Not that you have any power to do that, but hey, maybe. Uh, maybe you do. Yeah, maybe you do. Um, my next little musicale is a mm. one-act musical. We also have already oh. referenced this on the show. It's a 14-minute one-act musical with book and lyrics written by none other than the pride and joy of the musical theater and really, honestly, world right now, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's 21 Chum Street, the okay, musical. This show is so incredible. Sorry, I'm just laughing. I just literally... (laughs) Sorry, I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's just one of those things that, like, should not work on paper. Like, again, it's based on, loosely based on the um, reference of the 1987 show 21 Jump Street, which later got turned into, of course, the Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill movie um reboot but this just should not work at all and lynn really has a knack for taking things that again like hamilton Mm. on paper does not work at all and then this on paper it's like why would this be what this doesn't make any sense but in 14 minutes creates such an incredible story from beginning to end um the show was based on actually uh uh, uh, this American Life episode yeah. um, entitled What I Did for Love, um, reported by Robbie Brown, in which a high school student falls in love with an undercover cop and, uh, and is ultimately arrested for selling drugs. So it's based on a true story, uh-huh. uh, which is crazy. Um, we'll provide some of that information in the show notes below. And also, we've also we've put the link in our show notes below in our first episode. But guys, we'll put it again. Go and watch this. It's on YouTube. Take 14 minutes out of your day to go and watch it because it is so good. Um, again, there's what? One, two, three, four, five songs in this, in this little one act. And gosh, they're just, oh, they're so catchy. They're so fun. Again, shout out to Lindsay Mendez for being in this yeah there's so many yeah yeah and there's so many like superstars in this even though it's what you said six people and I think the other thing I wanted to point out I was I was looking this up but the way it's staged um first of all it's such a short show so there's that and it's crazy how you can get a whole story and some musical numbers and people having multiple thing parts in 14 minutes wild but the other thing is the way that they're physically like sitting and narrating and moving themselves about the stage um reminds me a lot of come from away which also was in production starting in 2013 so just this idea of like going back to such a simple like the people are narrating and moving things and we're only seeing them as different characters based off of how they're sitting which is a whole tangent that i won't fully go into but it's one of the things you learn first in improv and in, in acting it, as kids. You're like, okay, how you change character is how you sit and how you act and like what your thing is. And you have like three people to pick from and you yeah. pick like do number one, do number two and do your third one. Yeah. So I just, I find 
what is so beautiful about this show and why I think it does work is because there's a lot of basic things that Lynn uses to make it so. Yeah. Yeah. And also too, again, kind of like 36 questions is that you can just listen to the whole show and that's what it is. And you don't miss anything uh, if you just listen to all the songs. And my favorite song is The Money. um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just so incredible. So good. Written and the, the, oh, it's so good. I just love it so much. Um, So yeah, guys, check out 21 Chump Street (laughs) on YouTube. Um, You guys can watch it there. All right, Rachel, do you want to bring us home with the third one? And then maybe we'll do some honorable mentions here today. Yeah. Okay, guys, this was so hard. It's so hard. Okay. My last, but certainly not least, and definitely not the last forever, (laughs) is Tuck Everlasting, the musical. (laughs) We talked about one of the actors last week, um, and I think that's probably why I was thinking about it. But when I think about underrated shows, I really, this really comes to mind um, for very, very many reasons. Obviously, it follows this children's novel, Tuck Everlasting by Natalie Babbitt. Um, So it's the same kind of storyline, but it features music by Chris Miller and lyrics by Nathan Tyson and a a book by Claudia Scher and Tim Federley. And (laughs) it kind of sounded like you said (laughs) Frito-Lay. I'm going to cry. I'm actually crying. Okay, well, if that's not how you say anyone's name, I once again apologize. Please do not sue me. Um, Frito Lay, do not sue us. (laughs) Frito Lay, yeah. Federal Lay, I think, is how you say Tim's last name. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to say a bad word by accident. Okay, anyway, it is two acts only, but it is a very interesting story. There are many people in the narration mm-hmm. who kind of come together during the first song. You kind of understand where everyone is and then their lives intertwine for various reasons. Obviously, um, this is a fantastical, like a fantasy kind of setting. It really, I mean, this is not the same, but it really reminds me of Into the Woods, right? Of this idea of like, we're having all these emerging people and their ideas and coming together. Um, This was not written by Stephen Sondheim. So it is not the same, maybe not as well done as Into the Woods. And maybe that's part of why it closed so soon. But it does have the main characteristics of that beautiful children's novel of the same name. Yeah. Um, and then it was also made into a movie. I'm 98% sure. Talk Everlasting. Yeah, it was a movie in the early like 2000s because it starred none other than Alexis Bledel. Oh, oh that's right. My, uh, that is right. My true love. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so one of the reasons why, first of all, the music in the show is great. I really enjoy it. I also think it's a fun show. The concept of taking it from the novel and, and making it into this musical, I think it really lends itself pretty well. Although I never saw it with the book, you know, so I don't know if the writing, how the writing is beyond the music, but it opened 
um, on Broadway. It began previews on March 31st, 2016, opened in April, closed in May 29th, 2016. It ran for 39 performances. That doesn't include previews. I think it's like 64 with previews. That is unbelievably a short amount of time. That's crazy. Like, so short. I I think think the shortest, but... No, no. I don't think it's the shortest. But they didn't do well at the box office. They didn't have good reviews. And they closed. Terrible. I mean, that's terrible for this in general. Um, But it's really interesting. um, Because I think that's partly what makes it an underrated musical. Um, Because I remember, you know, hearing the songs and everything. Um, after it had closed and thinking what I want to see this show and I've seen mm-hmm. you know uh, people have local productions I've never seen one um, yeah. but I do think it's kind of mystical it is yeah it's out well, there. for those that have seen the movie and I actually really love the movie it's I believe I watched it during the pandemic on Disney plus I don't know if it's still there but it's incredible it's a great and the story if it stays the same it's a great story it's a really cool story of this family and um all of that I also want to just shout out real quick before we move to our honorable mentions the cast is insane Mm -hmm. like especially the men in the cast uh Andrew Keenan Bulger and then Michael Park once again there's Dear Evan Hansen and Terrence Mann is in the show yeah what hello mm-hmm. anyway so i and as well as ama- uh, other amazing people like sarah charles lewis who auditioned for annie didn't get it and then was put in the broadway show because something other happened to the uh, uh, someone else anyway I know this drama whoa yeah but i i just i think it's really interesting that yeah it was it was given one tony award nomination for best costume design and that's it obviously because it ran for 39 non-preview performances but and it's it says something too it's like you we forget how much work goes into a broadway show sometimes too yeah and then when it's when it just has a short run like that it's it can be so underrated that someone it just goes under the radar and people don't really recognize it yeah yeah okay taylor do you have an honorable mention you would like to share I do have an honorable mention. I wonder if it's similar to yours, but mine has kind of resurfaced as something popular. And I think it has that kind of cult quality. It is based on something that really has a cult quality vibe to it. Um, It was the Mean Girls before Mean Girls original movie, uh, but the movie was the Mean Girls before Mean Girls. It's Heather's musical. It's Heather's. good old Ryan McCartan as uh, mm-hmm. JT. And of course, our dear, dear Barrett Wilbert Weed as Veronica, who she really, her dead girl walking. Oh, oh my. I remember when I first heard that, I was listening to it on a loop. On yeah. a loop. So uh, that's my honorable mention. You guys should definitely look that up. Uh, it's been kind of popularized. It's it's Riverdale has done an episode on yes. it. Um, it's you know there's that little clip that went around TikTok for a little bit. So yeah, Rachel, what's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is a play, um, and it Ooh. is I know Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are yeah. dead. Whoa. That is my play. Um, it is the, um, it's like the reverse of Hamlet. 
essentially. So Hamlet, Shakespeare's Hamlet, just in case you didn't know, um, he has two friends called Rosencrantz and (laughs) Guildenstern. And um, they are not the main character because it would be Hamlet as the main character in Hamlet. Um, And in this show, it is the other way around. I think that it did not get a lot of, it came out the year, no, it came out in, um 1966 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival um and it didn't really get a lot of a lot I mean obviously it moved forward um Mm -hmm. but I I think that it just didn't get a lot of attention now I've seen more people um do it it did have a Broadway run so um for almost a whole year so that's I mean that's not bad Mm -hmm. but this was back in the 60s so I think it's like coming back around um, and I just, I find it's really, it's so good. I saw a local stage production of it not too long ago. Cool. I really liked it. I love that. Oh so my gosh. That is my honorable mention. Wow. Well, a play. A play. Oh my gosh. Is there even such a thing? Well, that concludes our discussion on underrated shows. Uh, of course, we want you guys to join us uh, in on our discussion. So please let us know what your underrated shows are in on our social media and all of that as well. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. This is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we are feeling like for this week. So what vibes are we feeling? And, and you know, what character embodies those vibes? That's right. And uh, we would also like to hear from your characters as well as your underrated show. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on an episode. So Rachel, yes. tell me who is your character of the week? Yeah, I, it was hard to pick a character of the week this week. I'm not going to lie. It's that weird while we're recording this. It's that weird. Like we had a day off or I did for Easter and then there was like Easter and then you're like, what am I doing? Yep. Also, it's the summer. It's about to be the summer. This is when I get into my like weird, uh, the seasons are changing. So I'm changing very like, you know, angsty self. And I was thinking about this other person who I know is kind of angsty. They're going through some kind of change Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they just want to like grow up already. They just want to have the things they want to be able to go to that PG 13 movie. And it is Evan Goldman from 13, the musical. (laughs) That's who I'm feeling like this week. Snaps. snaps. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We all got a little (laughs) more homework to do. We have some homework to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Taylor, what about you? Who are you feeling like? Well, for those that don't know, um, my birthday is this week. Mm. It's on Friday uh, as of releasing this. So uh, yeah, it's going to, you know, turning 26. So not that I, I feel like it's not that exciting. (laughs) Not that exciting of a, of a age, but you know what? So I really was tossing and turning between two characters for this week because it is my birthday week but I ultimately decided because it is my birthday I should just choose my favorite theater character I think ever that's fair absolutely um so my character of the week this week because it is my birthday is Jean Valjean from (laughs) Les Miserables he's an ex-convict he (laughs) so much like you so much like me I stole a loaf of bread for my family mm-hmm. and um this isn't Aladdin just so you guys know and 
and um uh you know he actually <laughs> deeply cares about his family that is my character of the week i've had two kind of powerhouse character of the weeks this past couple of weeks with you have Hamilton geez. and with Valjean so I don't know where I can go from here really you I can't think, go anywhere I think this here. is the last episode is what we're saying <laughs> just kidding just, just kidding. kidding oh my god oh, well that's great and happy early birthday Taylor thank you oh my gosh mm-hmm. if you guys would like to join in on our discussion about underrated musicals about or or underrated shows i should say there can be a play in there like rachel had Um, or about taylor's birthday or about my birthday exactly (laughs) exactly or about um what character you're feeling this week check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on instagram and twitter at theaternerdpod and on facebook at theaternerdpodcast thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week (laughs) 